0: Hello podcast listener, the app guy podcast, every Sunday and Thursdays, straight from your host, Paul, the app guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. And now, Paul the App Guy.
1: Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Paul Kemp. I'm an app developer, and it's my job to bring to you people that can inspire us as app developers. If you're thinking about making a change in your own life, in your own career, if you just need inspiration as an app developer, or you're just interested in apps overall then this is the podcast for you we've had really interesting guests over the last 30 episodes that i've recorded if you want to go and check out previous episodes i suggest you go to onemob.com that's o-n-e-m-o-b.com and hit the link for podcasting this is a great episode this week i've managed to secure an interview with booty vogue booty is the founder of heroic now, if you check out my previous episode, it's episode 15. Uh, I interviewed a great guest called Andrew Dubber, and he is a professor of music innovation. He's written a number of different books, or music in a digital age, radio in a digital age. And he just inspired me to think about that part of the app world. Uh, people that are really making a difference in the, the music scene. Uh, Those entrepreneurs that are just going out and doing a lot of different things. And so Booty Vogue is one of those entrepreneurs. He's the founder of Heroic and he runs an experimental label and full service music agency. It really does help creative musicians uh, to find their way in this world of digital music. So I'm just thrilled that Booty could take his time off from his entrepreneurial adventure to join us. So Booty, welcome to the App Guy Podcast.
0: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you. Now you're also the
1: author of the SoundCloud Bible as well, and I definitely I will put a link to that because people should check out the the, the book, the SoundCloud Bible. Um, I wanted to start off with though, uh, you. I've got some really interesting stuff going on. When you go to look through your website, you're really helping uh, musicians, creative people, and uh, with heroic. What were you doing before that, and how did you m- sort of come up with the idea of heroic? Tell us a- about the early part of your story.
0: Right, definitely. So I'm 22 years old now, and I started dabbling in entrepreneurship when. In my first year of university, I was doing international business administration. At the time, I was just trying to figure out what my direction was in life, you know. And I'd been I'd been following workshops and courses on entrepreneurship, trying to figure out what I found interesting. And at the same time, my best friends had started pro- producing music on their computers electronically, yeah, you know, with uh, with Fruity Loop software, and. They've made a track, which was absolutely magnificent. And at the time, SoundCloud was a completely new platform. And they put it up. And within two weeks' time, this this single track, right, no fan base, nothing, had 10,000 plays. And I was, yeah, I was orienting on, on entrepreneurship, starting a business. I was like, guys, maybe there's an opportunity here. So we combined our forces, and they, they formed a DJ duo. And I started managing and booking them. And that's where it all took off. And this is like three and a half, four years ago. And everything has kind of snowballed since.
1: So really you were inspired uh, to help out based on the uh, amount of traffic and, and interest that you were getting. So uh, what um, made you go into music? Are you, were you a, a musical person at school, at university?
0: No, not not quite. I think this was just... Uh, I was just extremely lucky to, to get the opportunity to be able to share, to be able to like exert my passion, which is building stuff and like uh, create, creating a business, and that's what I was always interested in, and doing that with my friends with the music stuff, whereas SoundCloud really gave us the feeling that we truly had an opportunity, and as we kept going from there, I formed an artist management agency and started signing more artists, which intrigued me doing bookings, management, and then eventually even publishing for them. And just about a year ago, we founded the label, Heroic, and we put everything under that single brand.
1: So let me try to understand this because I'm not from the music industry. Um, I mean, my profession is uh, app development and uh, I'm sure there's people listening who would love to understand just how the process works. Maybe they're they're even, you know, we could come up with some app ideas from this discussion. So uh, I imagine that I'm um, a struggling musician and uh, perhaps I've just formed a band. How would I use you? Um, Would I have to pay a lot of money to you? Um, use your services. Just Describe to me what, what you could do for me if I was a musician.
0: So there's a few ways artists could work with me. Uh, one thing I do is I write a blog about music marketing and, uh, and the industry, where I just give away information, valuable stuff that could help them maneuver the industry. Then another thing is for management and bookings, I really work very closely and intimately with artists whom I truly believe in, both as individuals, but also for the music that they create. And how that works is, is not that they pay me a flat fee. Basically, is I take a percentage of their earnings. And the foundation of that, to me, is always like, I only want to earn if they earn, because we're building something collectively. And it wouldn't make sense to me if an artist who was already struggling to make a living would have to pay me a, like a monthly salary in order for me to work with them. For the label, a lot of what we do is we just try to curate interesting music, which stands out to us. So if an aspiring artist would, would like to get signed, they're always free to send in their music.
1: Talk a little bit about SoundCloud for us, because there may be some people out there who have, have never come into contact with SoundCloud.
0: Yeah, sure. So yeah, the, the thing I call my book, The SoundCloud Bible, because it's the most extensive coverage of the subject out there. I don't think SoundCloud is the end-all of like, uh, content platforms, but I truly believe that in the last... 10 to 15 years that the music industry and, and just the whole world has seen a completely revolutionized way of uh, devouring content. Like in the music industry, it totally shifted from focusing on physical content into digital. And, you know, initially they started out with Kazaa and torrenting, that kind of stuff. But right now, I mean, if you, if you try to think of the last time you either try to watch a video or listen to a track, Chances are you didn't download or buy it or go to iTunes, but you went to YouTube to stream it directly. Or you went to Spotify. Yeah, and basically what SoundCloud is, it's what YouTube is for video, but then for audio. And in the past few years, it has really grown out to become such a powerful platform that it's among the the foundation, cornerstone social media platforms that a musician should be on. So any, any artist who is trying to make a living just has to be on there. Just like you need a Facebook profile, a Twitter account, a YouTube channel, you need a SoundCloud profile with your music on there.
1: So from your experience then, Beauty, is are people using it for podcasting? I mean, podcasting is sound. We're you know, doing an audio recording now. Um, I typically put uh, this on my own website. It gets um, an RSS feed that goes through to iTunes and then Stitcher pick it up as well, and some other uh, apps. And most of the people that listen to this are listening through their phone. But I've not really seen SoundCloud make any big inroads into podcasting. Is that a fair assessment? Are they trying to get into podcasting? What's your view on that?
0: No, I I think SoundCloud is definitely, even for podcasting, an important platform. Like a a few earlier interviews I've done, these guys all put their podcasts on SoundCloud simply because... um, Let's say you're a user of SoundCloud, you're wanting to listen to something related to entrepreneurship. If you put your podcast on there and really create a curated channel with just entrepreneurial podcasts and interviews, then it's really a new market you'd be able to tap into because there's definitely people there who will go to SoundCloud either because it's more convenient to listen to than going to your website or because they're simply interested in your topic and you'll be finding new, new listeners.
1: So you've just changed the way I work. (laughs) I'm going to make uh, a a conscious decision now. I've got a SoundCloud account, but I've I've really just been dabbling with it, putting a few little things up there. So um, how many accounts can you set up? Uh, I guess you can set them up for different brands rather than just your own name.
0: Yeah, definitely. You'd be able to create new ones for whatever purpose. There's no restrictions. And I think... I think the basic effort in order to set it up is quite minimal. I mean, if you only have if you if you have 30 interviews, you'd be able to just upload all of those. And I think you'd need a premium account to be able to have uh, as much upload space to put 30 hours on. Um, But it could be a great way for for reader engagement or listener engagement. In
1: terms of monetizing that SoundCloud, and you know, with a podcast, we can monetize by uh, getting sponsored ads and some of the podcasts we listen to uh, they do uh, sponsored ads uh, during the podcast and clearly that is is something you get paid for Um, in the app world though we have uh, audio content within an app and that app sometimes like for instance the meditation app that I've just created is a paid app and we get paid for that content Have you got any suggestions for creatives out there who uh, would want to use SoundCloud, how to actually monetize that SoundCloud?
0: Yeah, sure. I think you should look at it as a vessel to create exposure and that you should have systems in place in order to monetize that traffic. Um, Particularly in music, I think... Uh, a thing we experience with our label, for example, is if we put out a release who's just available for sale on iTunes or Beatport, then we'll, we'll typically get like 50 or 100 sales. Whereas if we take that same release, we put it on iTunes on Beatport, but we also give it away in exchange for an email address, we get up to thousands of downloads. And that begs the question, what is more interesting for us financially in the long run, like getting that big of exposure or getting those initial sales? Um, So what I recommend people to do with SoundCloud is really, really use it as a tool to build momentum and expand your audience and then make sure as a musician you are selling merchandise, you are actively interacting with these fans with an email newsletter. Uh, You make sure you get to these people to let them know that you have shows, that there's tickets for sale, and all these other methods you could use to really uh, monetize your existing hardcore fans.
1: This is great stuff, Budi, because, you know, in the app world, we uh, get a lot of exposure to people through apps, but we don't have any way of capturing their details. Apple are very guarded about uh, email capture forms within uh, apps. And so we get these downloads, we get these stats from Apple, but we really don't know much about uh, the uh, people using the apps. You've given me some really good ideas, and I'm sure that the audience listening would be pretty uh, clued up on this about using soundcloud as another way of generating traffic traffic uh, by using our content and th- that traffic then we could monetize um through either um referring that to a paid app or um uh, newsletters as you say uh, getting people's email subscriptions is that what you do with uh, with your current website is there a uh, an opt-in page there to sign up to a newsletter
0: yeah definitely um I, I think this totally transcends SoundCloud as well, and that it's all part of a bigger trend. Um, I noticed you actually did an interview with Nathan Barry, and there's a good chance he will have spoken about it as well. Um, what I really believe in is that now people are just like, there are so much brands and so, many and, and so much information being serviced, and also a lot of stuff which is available for free that the only thing which really matters is if you're able to create value and then to be able to foster relationships with your audience by doing that. And I think that goes for musicians or app developers or for entrepreneurs or businesses. And email marketing is a great way to do that. Like for my own website, I indeed, I try to capture email addresses, but we do the same thing for the record label. For every download, we take an email address, we send out a weekly mailer we give away free downloads we do video blogs and by doing that you foster a and a lot more valuable relationship with your with your audience who are no longer interested in buying a single track but they want to support your cause because they believe what you're doing and you're able to really deliver something which adds to their life
1: now i was listening to a podcast recently called uh, this week in tech with leo laporte um, it's a great podcast i'd recommend anyone uh, go and check it out if you haven't heard of it And he mentioned that Spotify uh, may be introducing a new way of artists monetizing their um, music or their uh, brand. Because I believe that a lot of artists are getting a little bit upset with the lack of um, money and royalties from Spotify. Um, But I believe that they're... They're introducing this um, ability to buy merchandise and, uh, alongside records so that when you're listening, for example, to Coldplay, that you may get a pop-up that, uh, on the app that would encourage you to buy the Coldplay T-shirt or the Coldplay sweatshirt. Have you heard of that?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that along with YouTube, Spotify is increasingly becoming one of the most important um, platforms for, for consuming music. And that the best way in order to monetize that is to make sure that the other income forms, merchandise or CDs or physical product are as close to the consumer, like as uh, comfortable to get to as possible. And then there's also recent rumors that Spotify is actually looking for an IPO. So they're looking now for new credit lines. And that begs the question what they're going to do if they get that.
1: So your website then helps, uh, you call it a full service music agency. That I'm guessing that you would actually help and encourage the artists to uh, use all these different forms of distribution.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a clear distinction I want to make, though, is I run the blog about music marketing and etc., which is bootyvoog.com. Separately, I run the, the full-service music agency and label Heroic. And we do give away a lot of free content and stuff on Heroic as well. Um, but in terms of distribution, like as a label ourselves... We distribute to all important retailers and digital retailers, so we're doing mm-hmm. iTunes, Bport, Spotify, Amazon, MP3, etc. But I think it's it's essential for artists now to have their music available everywhere because the second that a user logs onto SoundCloud or YouTube and wants to find your stuff and is not able to find it within a single search, you've just lost them, you know. Uh,
1: now, what I wanted to focus on is that people listening to this are in a position where maybe they're thinking about making a change themselves. Maybe they're creative people that uh, are sick to death of their uh, company, having a boss that they have to report to. Maybe they want to go and work for a startup. You are at the ripe age of 22. I'm very jealous of that. <laughs> and uh, and you know, you've know, you obviously known where you want to go. Tell us what it's like being an entrepreneur with the freedom to do um, really, what you want to do with this world, and and just try to, to capture what it really is like to, to live your life as a, a free entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, sure. Difficult question though, and a very good one. I think there's a lot of uncertainty because there's no, I have no guarantee of what's going to happen. But because of that, it gives me a lot of freedom, and particularly because I'm doing this with people I really care about and music I really love for, is that we're able to. You know, we, we think of a vision of where we want to be in half a year or a year or, you know, further down the future. And it's just up to us to make it happen. And the crazy thing is, is the more you believe in it and more time and effort you dedicate towards doing it, you're going to see that dream materialize. And I think for me, that's the most fulfilling thing. And I was lucky enough. I live in Holland. So going to university and this the school system we have here really It facilitates me to be able to do that. But that never has given me the drive and enjoyment that entrepreneurship does. And in this creative field, you know, I'm working with all these people who have this really artistic expression and and vision of life and being able to contribute to that and build a brand for me is just super exciting.
1: Yeah, what's it like being an entrepreneur in Holland? I mean, I've uh, interviewed a lot of people on the App Guide podcast as a real focus and a um, concentration of people around Silicon Valley and San Francisco Mm -hmm. and um, in America generally. Well, what's it like being an entrepreneur in Europe, in in Holland? Do you get the resources? What's your your broadband speed like and um, the conference uh, circuit? Tell us about that.
0: Well, I think for the dance industry, first and foremost, like for electronic dance music I am probably in the best place in the world I could be, apart from Los Angeles. Sweden. Right? (laughs) No.
1: Sweden, what about Sweden? Sweden
0: is very great for manufacturing, like sing a song or pop writers who who cross over into dance. They're very good at at doing that. But in the dance scene, we really in the Netherlands have a reputation for, you know, just producing the, the most reputed artists worldwide and i think we have a very active scene for dance and electronic music here which really helps you know because if something works in the netherlands it's going to work internationally whereas the opposite is not necessarily true and in terms of entrepreneurship and resources is i think we're really blessed like the infrastructure we have here internet is superb um and for me i'm i'm at an economic university and that has really given me a foundation for entrepreneurship because they have like these supportive groups and I'm there's this circle I'm in with uh, excelling young entrepreneurs so we have like this gang this this uh, this rat pack of 10 guys who get together once a month for dinners and etc we just brainstorm and try to use each other's resources and network in order to help each other grow and for me, that really does contribute to, to doing this
1: yeah, that 's so valuable, and I really appreciate you sharing that because just having some physical group that you know help encourage you and move you forward and get you away from the computer and your phone now and again and it's just so important. Um, what I wanted to do was uh, actually focus on your phone i believe you've got an iphone this is the app guide podcast we love talking about apps so i would love to get an idea of um, <laughs> you know the apps that you use um, perhaps you can pull out your phone and, and talk us through just um two or three of the your favorite apps that you think would be valuable sharing
0: absolutely okay so i have my phone in my hand right now which is in uh, a black iphone 4s which i am a huge fan of things i use the most are most definitely whatsapp my email client I'm, I'm pretty OCD about organizing stuff, so I've got nice tabs for social, for finance, for travel. Um, things that I see myself most commonly use are Twitter, Facebook Messenger app, uh, Facebook for pages, because I'm using a lot of pages for the artists I, I represent, and a typical Facebook app. Then there's, there's LinkedIn there. Then another platform I've recently discovered is Clarity, which is uh, basically giving expert uh, business consulting advice. So I've just signed up there, and people are able to call in with me and ask me questions, music industry stuff. And they have an app, which is perfect.
1: That's called Clarity.
0: Yeah, Clarity. I think it's Clarity.fm. And it's really interesting. There's like venture capitalists there, guys who are super into IT, co-founders of Twitter, that kind of stuff.
1: So let's talk about that one. And are you saying that people have questions and they come on to the app, and and you get Q and A questions and answers from experts around the world?
0: Yeah, I've just I've just created a profile there like a week or two ago, and uh, I'm just building the profile there now. But I've I've definitely had some calls with artists who are trying to find their way, and whether it's electronic musicians or traditional musicians who. Just need answers on a few particular questions, right? So, things like, I have a new EP coming out, this is what I want to do with it. What, what would you recommend I do? Or, I'm stuck with this problem, what's your perspective as a young entrepreneur? Oh, stuff bloody. like that.
1: I, this is the one thing I hate about the app world is that on episode 30, and uh, we we're having a chat with um, a, a meditation expert there, and we came up with this idea. And you've just you've just explained this idea in that app. So there's always something that's been done.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, Paid the
1: burst your bubble. Yeah, uh, we were getting, <laughs> we were getting really excited about this app where you could you know ask experts around the world. And anyway, it's been done. Oh well.
0: <laughs> but I, rec- I, I definitely recommend you sign up with it because you could be the podcast expert.
1: <laughs> yeah. I realized that we've got about four minutes left of the, the podcast recording. So um, what I wanted to do as well is, is just get your ideas for an app. And the way we do this on the App Guide podcast is we try to focus on your business and the particular pain points you may have in your business. Mm-hmm. And th- what we try to do is think about problems and how we could solve those with apps. And it may lead to uh, you know, an idea for the listeners. So have a think about your business, Booty. What pain points do you see? What, what's taking a lot of your time? So
0: I think I have an idea, which is a problem that a lot of businesses try tackling, but none of them have a, a, a solution which dominates the market yet, nor did I find sufficient. And that is, as a label, even a relatively small label, we get up to 30 to 50 demos or promo tracks every week. So these are either unsigned tracks people are looking to sign with us, or they're released tracks which they're looking to get our or DJ's support on. And just imagine how that would be for a, an artist with millions of fans. That's a, a unsurmountable insurmountable amount of demos, you know? This is a
1: great idea, Booty, And I was thinking back to an episode of the Apricot Guy podcast, where we interviewed Erica Sedun, who had this exact same problem, but it was in the the world of authors and book publishers. And she was getting 50 plus emails a week or more, um, people pitching their books in different formats, PDFs, links to Dropbox, all over the place. And for, for one person to go through that, it's incredibly time consuming. And I think there's definitely a, an idea for an app there. So everyone listening, if you are inspired by that app idea, then uh, start writing the code. And I'm sure that we can come up with something that would uh, r- really solve that problem.
0: Yeah, that would, that would be, you'd be forever in my gratitude.
1: Yeah, it would be an app that uh, takes all those feeds, um, maybe even from your uh, email, uh, and then just puts them into one continuous, maybe even a SoundCloud uh, file. So that you can listen to that, yeah. um, and it would pause at the uh, and and give the name of the artist at the start, and then pause at the end, and then can just continuously play. So you could
0: uh... yeah, because because the thing is, um, even now we're centralizing it, right? So people email to demos at hero recordings.com, but we get Dropbox files, SoundCloud files, we get waveforms, MP trees, unrecognized formats, MediaFire uploads, Zippy shares, and You know, all we really want is just to get one streamlined, identical delivery form that we're able to even check on our phones whilst we're on the go, you know?
1: Well, um, I think that would be a problem that can be solved. And uh, I think Card Munch came up with the idea of the problem with business cards. And they've got a beautiful app on there. It's actually connected with LinkedIn. If you haven't downloaded it, definitely suggest it called Card Munch. And their solution, actually, um, they were thinking of a manual solution, whereby you take a photo of the business card, and then someone somewhere manually actually updates that and puts it into digital format, and it goes back to your phone and goes into your contacts. So maybe um, it's a bit of a crude uh, solution, but there uh, somebody that in the background takes all these different file formats and puts them into one beautiful um, stream, and then puts it back to you and so you only see it as uh, as one format uh, on one delivery mechanism.
0: Yeah, that's definitely possible. Uh, I think I think you'd want the users, you know, just conform them to a single way of, of submitting.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the obviously the disadvantage, is a double-edged sword because you want to make it as easy as possible to submit demos. And I, I mean, if you think about it, some people do use Dropbox, some people use Zippy, some, you know, the, it, we all have our own ways of working. And if you force people to use one particular method, then maybe you lose some of those demos because they they perhaps won't sort of share them with you. But I think that there's got to be a way that we can use technology to uh, just stream that whole that whole process. And uh, uh, yeah, come up with an app. Let's call. Let's think of a name for it. Uh, <laughs> the demo. The demo uh, music app.
0: Well. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's there's like a few competitors now. So you have Fat Drop. You have Label Works. I think there's one called Demo Drop. I think it should be like. Uh,
1: Demo free, <laughs> demo free. There we go. Okay, that's a. <laughs> Anyone listening who wants to help us out on this, then uh, perhaps we can get something going. Um, well, that I can't believe that's time gone already, and uh, it's been so enjoyable, um, you know, talking to you, Booty. Um, before we say goodbye, uh, is there anything else you wanted to share with our community here uh, about um, either? You know, life as an entrepreneur, what what it's like running your own company. Uh, anything you had in mind that you wanted to share, and and also we want uh, to know how we can reach out to you and best connect with you.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. I I think I have some very cliche, but definitely some knowledge that rings true to me, and that is that I find my enjoyment out of out of doing what I do in working with people I really care for and doing something I really believe in. And at the end of the day, a lot of people I talk to want to start a business, but they're either stuck in their same job for too long or they're afraid to take the risk. It's like only if you really dive in deep and you get yourself to take the risk, then you're going to work so hard that you're going to, able, going to be able to make it happen. And I think as long as you do something you're super passionate about, then it's bound to be successful. I mean, I think you can vouch for that as well.
1: Absolutely. And how best do we reach out to you, Budi? What's your um, preferred way that we can contact
0: you? Uh, You can find my label and music agency called Heroic at heroicrecordings.com. You can find my own blog where I write about music marketing and the industry at budivoght.com. And my book, The Soundlight Bible, is available via my site or soundlightbible.com.
1: Wonderful. And I just want to encourage anyone listening to this, uh, go and check out uh, Buddy's website. It's on the show notes at onemob.com. And just click podcast and you'll see uh, all the links there. And if you've liked uh, this episode, then I would also encourage you to go and listen to episode fifteen of Andrew Dubber, um, because uh, he is the advisor to Bandcamp, and I believe you've got a link there to Bandcamp on your website.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm a big fan of their platform. So that's
1: wonderful. It just takes me now to say thank you very much for joining the App Guide podcast. We fully appreciate you being so open and sharing your time with us, and we would love to have you back on and. Uh, when you sign Coldplay or uh, <laughs> the Rolling Stones, or I don't know what the big acts are. Uh, the big dance act, I guess. Uh, well, just finally, what are the big dance acts coming out of Holland? Because uh, I'm really into dance. I love, uh, I love dance music. I've grown up with dance music um, all my life, and uh, I'm really loving dubstep and. Uh, but I mean, I'm more mainstream. You know, Skrillex, uh, Swedish House Mafia. What, yeah, yeah. what, are, the, what are the big, uh, the big ones coming out of Holland?
0: Well, there's been a, a big shift into dance being becoming really big room and even transcending into pop. So we've got our guys like DJ Chucky, Laidback Luke, and then even more so right now there's been a 17-year-old kid, Martin Garrix, with Animals, who's been really taking over the scene. And, um, yeah, we, we have a lot of these guys. I mean, everyone knows Armin Vambura, Chesto, and Deesh has paved the way for us.
1: Yeah, Tiesto. I mean, I... Um, I was in Abu Dhabi and uh, went to one of his gigs, and it was cancelled at the last minute. I couldn't believe it. It was my only chance to see him. <laughs> but I got, to yeah. see, I got to watch Axwell on the beach at New Year and, and sand dance in Dubai. And uh, yeah, that ooh, was, ooh. It was great. I loved that. The, the Prodigy, uh, Calvin Harris. I don't know if you've heard of those guys, but they were.
0: Oh, of, of course. I'm a big fan of The Prodigy. I'm actually not into the mainstream stuff myself. I more prefer the experimental things. Um, but it's always good, like even internationally, you know, because these guys have become so renowned that they're like, oh, you're Dutch. It must <laughs> yeah. be good.
1: I can talk about dance music for a lot longer. So maybe we need to get you back on just to talk dance music, uh, the dance music <laughs> podcast. We could. Beauty, thanks very much for your time. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll hopefully catch you again soon.
0: Pleasure being here, man. Much appreciated.
1: Thank you for
0: listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The Ab Guy podcast goes out every Sunday and Thursdays.